0: I'm sitting here at the 73rd Worldcon in Spokane. We're also calling it Sasquan. And my guest today is Cassandra. Why don't you tell people who you are and what you do?
1: Uh, Hi, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I write science fiction and fantasy, and I write for YA and adults, so I kind of write whatever I feel
0: like writing. And is it, I'm sorry, is it Cassandra or Cassandra? (laughs) It's
1: Cassandra. Cassandra. So Cassandra Clark. Yes. With an E. Yes,
0: with an E. Okay. And do you have a website?
1: Yes, it's CassandraRoseClark.com.
0: Cassandra Rose Yes Where did Rose come from?
1: Actually So when I first got published My publisher told me There's actually another Cassandra Clark Who's a science fiction author With the same spelling Of the E and everything? No E No E E, But they were still afraid It would be confusing Mm -hmm. And they also thought People might confuse me With Cassandra Clare Which actually has happened To me before Okay not that that would have been a huge problem, but uh, they asked me to tweak my name a little bit, and so Rose is my gr- my mother's middle name. I don't actually have a middle name, okay. So I adapted that.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's all very cool. And uh, you, you said you write uh, YA and some other stuff. So why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about that? Okay. Who's your publisher, first off?
1: Uh, Right now, I'm being published with Simon & Schuster uh, Saga Press, their new imprint. Mm -hmm. I was previously published by Angry Robot.
0: Angry Robot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And their um, YA imprint, Strange Mm -hmm. Chemistry, which has since closed down. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. But that's okay. You found another publisher. Yeah. And uh, what's your series? The YA series is the it's the first book is the Assassin's Curse, Okay. Um, and it's a sort of an adventure fantasy that takes place in a sort of vaguely Middle Eastern setting. Okay, and it's about a, a pirate girl who hooks up with this assassin. She's cursed to protect her, and so they're trying to get rid of that curse so he's not following her around and cramping her <laughs> style.
0: <laughs> That's cool, though. And and what was what was the genesis for setting it in like a, a pseudo Middle Eastern?
1: Honestly, I just find the typical like European mm-hmm. fantasy kind of boring. Well, and some people
0: aren't are, are <laughs> yeah. now, you know and they're, yeah. they're feeling that it's played out. So right. they're, they're, there's there's these other rich cultures where you can where you can set your your books and your stories. Right. So that's awesome. Did you have to do a lot of research?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, just to to make it feel organic and natural and, and avoid that kind of. Um, Appropriation and, and romanticizing or exotic, exotic, exo, <laughs> avoiding exoticizing the culture. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I read some books and, and watched, you know, documentaries and that kind of thing. Um, and I also did research about ships, uh, sailing ships, because. Pirates, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know much about sailing ships. And there's actually a ship in Galveston. I'm from Houston. Um, it's an 1800s sailing ship that I went. It's a museum, and I went in and walked around on that, and kind of got to see how those work. So that was kind of cool too. Well, and uh, SF Signals Bagel Overlord John Donardo
0: is based out of Houston, so I won't hold it against you that you're from Galveston. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm not actually from Galveston. <laughs> I just drove to Galveston.
0: <laughs> so you, did you have books originally printed through the Angry Robot in this series, and
1: then and then you had to switch them? Yeah, okay. um, I got the rights back, sure. and um, had to. There was some, you know oh yeah there so always is moving yeah. stuff around yeah. and getting things sorted out so. that's when you have an agent yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly let i'm let very glad i have an agent <laughs> so how many books in the series there's three out right now Kay. there is a fourth one that will be released sometime in the next few years i don't have a full kind of schedule on that yet okay and what about your other stuff so my other my adult books are both standalones.
0: And isn't it isn't funny. We were just having this conversation yesterday. By the way, there goes somebody in a in a full Starfleet uniform, which was kind of cool. Yeah, we're sitting in a room and there's a window. And and anybody who knows me, I, I can't have a window. I'm too AVD <laughs> I'm going to be looking. But um, it, it we had this conversation yesterday. A bunch of authors were sitting around. Isn't it funny that we now have to call it adult?
1: Yes. And it then is. and
0: then if you say that to someone outside of genre, right? And, and people who aren't Worldcon people, they immediately think you're talking about a completely different kind yes. of book.
1: Yes, I've had that confusion yeah. when I've said adult, and I'm like...
0: Oh, yeah, I, no. read, I read an adult series, from blah, blah. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, not that kind of adult. Adult as opposed to young adult. <laughs> but, but I think a lot of that for me is because I published the young adult series first. Uh-huh. Um, and so people, when my first adult book came out, which was The Mad Scientist's Daughter people were thinking it was YA and it's Ah. really not I mean an older teenager could certainly read it and enjoy it gotcha Um, but it's, it's not really YA, so I had to make that distinction mm-hmm. so people would, wouldn't go in reading it expecting it to be a YA book and find, oh, no, it's not actually a YA book at all. So that's one of the reasons I make that distinction. Okay, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about the mad scientist's daughter. So that, it's about the relationship between a young woman and a robot that her dad brings home. Her dad is the mad scientist in question, or mm-hmm. uh, in the title. And it's it really, it's m- almost more literary fiction. I went through a graduate creative writing program, so I kind of have that literary fiction background. So it's kind of just tracks their relationship and see how, see, kind of see how it develops uh, and the conflicts that kind of arise between this human girl and this robot and, and sort of the rights of robots and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds cool. And, and what, what, like,
0: time frame are we looking at?
1: It's it's the future. Uh, okay. It's sort of a, a nebulous future where there was a some kind of environmental crisis, and then mm-hmm. humanity have managed to overcome that and, and deal with it. So I... I kind of I wasn't really interested in doing like a dystopia kind of thing so I kind of like skipped over the dystopia to after this dystopia.
0: she did a Star Trek thing
1: yeah exactly yeah, exactly you know, we
0: had the eugenics wars right. we had the nuclear wars and then we kind of came back yeah that
1: was exactly rebuilt what kind of Rebuilt the okay well that's good yeah.
0: that's that's that that's interesting because mm. I, that actually to me feels fresh because there's so much dystopian mm. stuff out there you know it's like everybody wants to do Mad Max right and a
1: little Star Trek now and then I think helps because yeah. we need a little hope. Right, I agree. And I love Star Trek. That's one of my big... It was actually a big influence on that novel, mm-hmm. um, and one of my just big influences in my life. <laughs> in so let's general. talk about
0: that for a second. I mean, yeah. what, what 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 influenced you in your writing? You know, what 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 are the the kinds of stories that you love?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's lots of different stuff. Obviously, um,
0: you're a DC Comics fan.
1: <laughs> well, Marvel,
0: actually. I know. I'm teasing you.
1: <laughs> Being too serious, too earnest. Yeah, I prefer Marvel. Yeah, she's decked out at Marvel. <laughs> she's
0: got a Marvel cup, a Marvel bag, yeah. a Marvel shirt.
1: Well, I have all my—I have two comic book panels today, okay. so I was like, I gotta—I gotta represent.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on a comic book panel. I don't know if it's today. But, yeah.
1: yeah, okay, awesome. I don't think we're on one together.
0: Though. No, Discovering New Comics is no. the one I'm on. Yeah. I'm I on... don't know when it is because I don't remember days and okay. times or yeah. anything it's, anymore. It's it's hopefully you together. can remember.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, the com- uh, I've really only gone to superhero comics fairly recently. Okay. Um, I was really into indie comics when I was in college. So that that kind of thing has kind of been an influence, that sort of indie comic um, vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, any any names that people would know? Daniel Klaus would okay. be probably the big one, Ghost World. I was obsessed with that when I was sort of in between college and high school, which is mm-hmm. like the perfect time to read that comic book. So that was that was a big one. I also read Sandman and, sure. and the Neil Gaiman stuff. So you um, like
0: you like the uh, Vertigo.
1: Vertigo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really into Vertigo. <laughs> this was kind of before Image has started taking off, but and I, they're doing some great things. Yeah, I know. I love Image now. That's they're probably my. F- I mean, I've got all my Marvel stuff, but really, Image is I think where it's at mm. <laughs> in terms of comics. Um, I also, like I said, I've been really influenced by Star Trek and that kind of positive, uplifting future and this idea that humanity. Can kind of overcome their their conflicts, I guess, and and have not everything be terrible until the end of time, which is something I really like about Star Trek.
0: You ever heard the joke uh, about Star Trek, which is that yeah, humanity got all their shit together and stopped fighting, and then went out and started <laughs> fighting other people? Yeah, that's pretty much.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's definitely accurate. But even within the course of Star Trek, you can see the the dipl- diplomacy. Like there was the, in TOS, the Klingons were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. In TNG, there's a Klingon on the ship, so I mean, yeah, they're fighting other people or other races, other species, but they're still they still manage to overcome. that. And that's one of the things I like about it is that you can see that you can see that progression happening mm-hmm. over the course of the series. There are a lot of movies. I'm really into film. There's one director in particular who really? okay. is uh, he's a Hong Kong director named Wong Kar Wai, mm-hmm. who has been a huge influence on my writing. Okay. Um, he doesn't do strictly just science fiction, but he did a movie called 2046, which is, it takes place in 1960s Hong Kong, but it's about a character writing a pulp science fiction novel that's represented through the movie. And that, the, I saw that in college and it was just, it was astonishing to me. And it was like this, way this, he does romance. It's actually a sequel to a movie called In the Mood for Love, which is about this, couple, their their spouses are cheating on each other, or ah. cheating on them with each other, and they fall fall in love, but they don't want to actually consummate their relationship, because they don't want to stoop to their spouse's level. So 2046 is a sequel to that movie, and it kind of shows one of the characters, and kind of how he's dealing with that relationship. Interesting. And he deals with it through writing this science fiction novel. Mm-hmm. And so... That movie, I think, again, was a huge influence on when I was writing Mad Scientist's Daughter and just kind of how I approach writing and, and how I like to look at the relationships that I write about.
0: Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking forward to the Deadpool movie? I am looking forward to the I Deadpool I ask you that movie. because, and so the listeners <laughs> understand, it, her backpack is a Deadpool backpack.
1: Yeah, my shirt's a Deadpool shirt. So, <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to it. I think... I think that movie isn't going to capture what I really like about some of the Deadpool comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them when they sort of subvert the hyper-masculinity stuff that Deadpool's associated with, and I think the movie's just going to embrace that. <laughs> but I'm still looking forward to it.
0: Well, I, I do like the trailer um, that they released with, with they There's a scene where Ryan Reynolds is on the, on the gurney and they're mm-hmm. wheeling him through, oh, yeah. and he's like... <laughs> Don't make the super suit green <laughs> <Yeah>. or animated, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I mean, he's—it's it, it, hilarious to me that the character of Deadpool mm-hmm. would make fun of the actor of Deadpool right. from another movie. I
1: know, yeah. But that's exactly what Deadpool. Does. He would, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, well, that's there, there
0: was thing. also um, they did a they did a Fantastic Four trailer mm-hmm. that he took over. Oh, really? Yeah, they released <laughs> it, and it was basically they're they're doing that, and then uh, all of a sudden it, it kind of goes dark, and he's sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. With a with a pipe and everything and he's talking about his movie and how his real trailer is going to be attached to the Fantastic Four movie and this and that unfortunately no one saw the Fantastic Four movie so no one got to see that trailer
1: right yeah because I haven't seen it No, I guess it wasn't released to the internet there was a, there was a guy
0: at work who said he went to he he went and saw the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four movie and I said on purpose
1: <laughs> somebody had to do it <laughs>
0: It's just terrible. Yeah. So, so you, you you were doing the indie comic thing, and mm-hmm. then you got into superheroes and Marvel.
1: Yeah, I actually, it was indie comics, and then I kind of got away from comics, and then I got into Marvel with the Marvel movies started coming out, oh, sure. and I started getting into those, and then I was like, oh man, I remember loving comics when mm-hmm. I was younger, and so I started going in and reading them, and I got super into it again. <laughs> Have you been in the dealer's room?
0: Yes. There is one person who has uh, some old classic
1: comics oh, really? set
0: up. But I'm talking like like Amazing yeah, Tales, Weird right. Tales, you know, Tales of Horror, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Okay. And they have uh, boxes set up.
1: Oh, I hadn't seen that. Yeah,
0: so was that was kind of cool. And then Auntie Auntie's bookstore mm-hmm. It's supposedly a comic book store, too. They have comic books in there.
1: Yeah, I went in there. I saw some. They had some graphic novels. Uh, and then
0: I'm going to yeah. throw one more thing at you. Okay. Uh, did you see the Authors with Writers thing last night?
1: Yes, there was a comic book store right next comic door. comic book store right next door. I tried to go in, and they wouldn't let me go in with my drink.
0: Uh, <laughs> so. Well, I kept looking at it, and I'm going, yeah. I should go over there. 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 And my wallet kept saying, don't go over there. Don't
1: yeah. Go, don't <laughs> go over there. Don't go over
0: there. I did actually buy two graphic novels in the dealer's room.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Which ones did you get?
0: Strange Tales of the JSA. Mm-hmm. So it's the Justice Society right. of America. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it's the secret files of the Justice Society. And it's this set in World War II. And, oh, cool. And it was kind of cool. And then um, Star Wars, the, uh, the Sith War.
1: Oh, excellent. Because
0: <laughs> I do like the Tales of the Jedi yeah. books. And I'm still pissed at Disney for, for cutting off Dark Horse. Because I thought Dark Horse did such a good job. Yeah. yeah. But I, I saw that as soon as they bought. Star Wars I was like oh that's it Star Wars is going to Marvel right we're going to have the giant rabbit back (laughs) rabbit Jedi (laughs) so uh, any any like authors that have inspired you or or informed your fiction
1: Margaret Atwood is a big one Um, I've read all of her books and her book The Blind Assassin is one of my favorite books of all time which is actually interestingly enough another book about or another story about someone dealing with their problems through science fiction I also was really inspired by Gabriel Garcia Marquez okay. um, that I read him in college. and he was reading him in college, it was kind of the first time I realized you could have the literary fiction that I really loved with the sort of weird, like speculative stuff that I loved when I was a kid and that I could kind of see how you could combine those two things. So those are kind of probably the two biggest. I also really like Kelly Link. She was another big influence, kind of when I was in college and grad school. Okay. It was, it was again, kind of seeing how I could blend the, the literary fiction with the speculative stuff and, and have fun with that. Where, what,
0: like, as far as your robot goes right yes is there any specific robot fiction that you just really liked and, and you wanted to bring some elements to that or did you go completely on your own wild wild west and-
1: yeah that was more star trek the next okay. generation with data um, uh, okay that was kind of that was sort of who i was kind of inspired by and and that because data's whole thing is that he wants to have emotions mm-hmm. and i always thought that was he wants to be human and i was like why does he want to be human so much it seems weird being human kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to deal with that and the idea of of suddenly gaining emotions and mm-hmm. feeling everything all at once, which seems to me like it would be horrible. You know, in Star Trek, it's this great thing, oh, he can feel emotions and he can cry over his cat and that kind of stuff. But I just, to me, if you to suddenly have all your emotions switched on just seems like it'd be overwhelming. And that was something I wanted to explore.
0: Sure. Yeah. Data, to me, was always uh, an amusing character because I remembered the actor from Night Court. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. And he like, the redneck he guy. He was the redneck
0: guy, Bob, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And, yeah. And so I remembered Brent Spiner from that. And then to see him as Data, it tripped me out for a while. And it took a while for me to, to really get into him. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but I always thought it was kind of interesting. And later, in, like, in the movies and stuff, he could turn the emotion chip on and off. Yeah. You know, if it was overwhelming him.
1: Right, yeah. And, and, I don't know. I, that was. I felt like a cheat.
0: I felt like it was a cheat too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh no, I'm feeling too much. Click. Oh yeah. yeah. There's the stuff.
1: Well, I felt like it was. It was trying to get back the data from the show. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they were like, oh, he gets his emotion chip, but then he's not interesting anymore. So let's take his emotions away. Yeah.
0: I, I actually thought that he was going to become a regular on The Big Bang Theory. Really. Yeah. Because they they had the whole thing with data, um, not data with uh, Sheldon and Will Wheaton.
1: Oh yeah, the
0: longest time, and then Sheldon and Will Wheaton made up and became friends. But in that same episode, Brent Spiner became Sheldon's new <laughs> mortal enemy, because he basically uh, the whole crux of the Sheldon Will Wheaton problem was that. Sheldon went to a convention that Will Wheaton was supposed to appear at and sign his mint in box or mint in package Will Wheaton Wesley Crusher action figure. Mm-hmm. And so Will Wheaton has a party, Sheldon doesn't want to go to the party. Eventually he goes to the party and Will Wheaton walks up and says, "Hey Sheldon, hey buddy. You know, I I've, I've always felt bad about that. So what I did was this is my last Wesley Crusher from those days yeah. and I've signed it, you know, and it says to Sheldon my friend Will Wheaton." Right. And Sheldon's like, Ugh it's nirvana you know and, <laughs> yeah. and so he's like you're my friend again and then Brent Spiner walks up and says hey I remember those snatches it out of his hand <laughs> like,
1: opens oh, it
0: no. right <laughs> Grabs the little Wesley Crusher mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, you remember when we used to, you know, take the heads off these or something like that?" And and Sheldon just loses it because now he's opened this mint right. condition yeah. signed Will Wheaton thing, and he's like, "You're my mortal enemy." <laughs> and I thought that they would play with that yeah. and that Brent Spiner would be on more, and that never well, happened. That would
1: have been great. I was though. bummed about
0: that. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's actually really good.
1: Yeah, he I is. used to
0: follow him on Twitter in the early days when he would. It was a narrative.
1: Yes, that I remember that. He was that. writing
0: about like his neighbors and yes. and how they they were they, they, like the wife wanted to cheat with him and she wanted him to help her kill the husband. And, I mean, all this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I actually that's the reason I joined Twitter. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like his that that weird performance art narrative thing that he was yeah. doing. I I wanted to follow it and read it, and that is why I joined Twitter. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, it was you, incredible. I, I I don't understand why he hasn't done
0: more stuff know. you know he, yeah. he's an amazing actor but that's that's way <laughs> far afield. And, and listeners know if you get me starting about Star, start me talking about Star Trek it's just gonna that's why I'm probably not allowed to talk to Bonda McIntyre right yeah because yeah, I, I always go that. to Star
1: Trek with her <laughs> well we can blame the
0: guy with the the, the guy with the uniform, uniform. yeah so um, let's do this we're, we're running a little bit short mm-hmm. on time what 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 do you want people to go out and read of yours like like where do you want them to start
1: I think Mad Scientist Daughter is okay. a good starting point pl- place Um, I actually have a new book coming out in October called Our Lady of the Ice which Mm -hmm. is sort of thematically similar to uh, Mad Scientist Daughter it's also about robots same world or different world? It's a totally different world. Oh, it's kind okay. of it's kind of taking the idea these these ideas about robots that I'm interested in and kind of looking at them from a different angle, because mm-hmm. um, this is more about robots kind of uprising and, and trying to gain control of a, a city in Antarctica to make that a place where robots can live and not have to deal with humans. Sure, makes sense. So it's like a totally different. It's like similar themes but kind of taking a different approach. Yeah. So I think it would be kind of cool to read those together. To read Mad Scientist's Daughter and then go and read. Our Lady of the Ice when it comes out in
0: October. Are you planning on Mad Scientist's Daughter being a series with more books? No, it's so just a standalone. Yeah, it's
1: just a standalone. A lot of people like that. Yeah. So they
0: can go out and they can read that and be right. done. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome.
1: I kinda I, I prefer standalones. So like okay. I want to tell my story and then when it's done, it's done.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, website again? Cassandra Rose Clark with an E mm-hmm. dot com. And Twitter? At Mitochondrial. Remember, I said I just wanted to follow Fritz Spider, so okay. it's not a professional <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, it is now, but the handle's not professional. Gotcha. Do you have, like, a, a Facebook author page or something? I do. It's just Cassandra Rose Clark. I don't I don't remember the thing off with the address off the top of my head. I have a Tumblr as well, okay. which is, again, Cassandra Rose Clark. Just fill that in with the Tumblr gotcha. URL okay so i always like to
0: ask people at the end of one of these things is there is there anything that we forgot is there anything that you want to tell my listeners that that we've not already saw, talked about i'm tired <laughs> as you can tell
1: i feel like we covered everything i think we did I, we feel like we did. I it seems like a stupid answer but i really do feel like we covered everything i wanted to talk about okay so do you want do you want fantastic
0: four x-men and deadpool to go back to marvel in the movies
1: I'll be honest, I don't really care about Fantastic Four all that much. <laughs> I don't think anybody um, <laughs> does. <this> Deadpool. <laughs> uh, but Deadpool, I would love to see Deadpool, just because I want to see him interact with the MCU characters, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that it's so much fun. Like, the way he deals with hes like with Captain America, he's like, his little, it's like, oh, Senpai noticed me. Like, I would just love to see that kind of thing in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and X-Men, too. I mean, but they're doing, bringing in the in- Inhumans, so there's their fake replacement X-Men, so... They are yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: They're gonna. They're, they've already started that on Agents of Shield. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Well, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. I hope you have a wonderful WorldCon. Everybody should go check out your books and absolutely read the Man and Scientist's Daughter. Again, I'm tired, so I'm like, blah, 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 blah. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a
1: convention. It I mean, is. Yes. People and, can't and
0: expect too much. It's funny because I have I have two roommates, as I told you. And um, they were all gung-ho going to get up for the 10 a.m. thing that, they, that yeah. they wanted to go see when I was coming here to interview you. I'm like, okay, good, you know. And, and we got to bed really late. And I got up this morning, the first one, and I'm in the shower and everything. And I come out, and they're still, I mean, the <laughs> curtains are still full. The yeah. lights are still <laughs> up. They're still laying there. And I walked over and started opening curtains. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you wanted to go to the 10 o'clock thing. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, finally they start getting up and, and one of them is still laying there going, I don't think I'm going to make the 10 o'clock. And I <laughs> said, welcome to
1: world." Yeah, the best late world Con plans. <laughs> well, thank you, Cassandra. Oh, well, thank you for having me. This mm-hmm. was really fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hugo Award-winning SF Signal Podcast. Your host is Patrick Hester, an author, a blogger, and a functional nerd. His website is www.atfmb.com which stands for all things from my brain. ATFMB is also his Twitter handle and where you can find him on Facebook. Our podcast is available for download every week at sfsignal.com or via iTunes. Look for the links to subscribe in the sidebar at sfsignal.com or search SF Signal in iTunes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and have them tell their friends and their friends and so on and so on. Visit the Hugo Award-winning sfsignal.com for all of your speculative fiction needs. John D. and the SF Signal regulars offer up new content every day, from weekly mind melds featuring your favorite authors, editors, and artists from the SF&F field, to book reviews, original articles and essays, fiction deals, movie reviews, videos, links and roundup posts, and more. Click the RSS button in the sidebar of your browser to ensure you never miss a post. The SF Signal podcast is powered by the Functional Nerds.
1: Romeo, Romeo, wherefore act that Romeo?
0: Angry Um. robot. It's like talking to a child. Magic movie.
1: Thinking and crap. I don't even know what the horseman is. And scene, you bastard.